Praise God. Oh, hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Father, I thank you for your hand upon this people this night. I thank you especially tonight for the comfort and the love and the compassion of Almighty God that is flowing in your people this night. Father, I thank you this night that the hand of the Lord is not shortened by anything and that you'll reach out and touch any hurting man, woman, or child this night. I thank you that the Spirit of the Lord is upon me for he hath anointed me this night. And I thank you that I'll preach the word in truth and in accuracy. Only the Spirit of God can bring and we'll give our Jesus our all the honor and glory for it. In Jesus' name, every saint said, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Turn with me tonight to the eighth chapter of the book of Mark. Eighth chapter of the book of Mark. On Wednesday nights, we are studying the testimonies of healings in Jesus' ministry. The testimonies of healings in Jesus' ministry. Praise God. In Jesus' ministry, there are recorded by the Holy Ghost 19 cases of healing. In these 19 cases of healing, every form of healing, everything needed by any sick person or diseased person is handled under these 19 cases. So you can find the place you can hook on to. Praise God. No matter where you're at with the Lord, if you just got born again or you're 100 years old in the Lord, blessed be God, you've got a place to hook on to. Praise God. Praise God. So the Holy Ghost saw fit to record 19 cases. And out of these 19 cases, 12 times out of 19 cases, the faith of the individual was referred to. In other words, he mentioned their faith, not Jesus' faith, not anybody, but faith was mentioned. Their faith was mentioned 12 out of 19 times. So Jesus in his ministry, a lot of people thought, well, you know, because he's the son of God, he just went around healing folks. Well, he didn't do that. He required faith out of them. He required faith, required them to believe something. Praise God. Praise God. In Jesus' ministry, his healings came under two categories. First, it was the faith of the individual. The individual, such as the woman with the issue of blood, he said, Daughter, thy faith has made thee whole. The centurion, he told him, Go, and as thou hast believed, he told the blind man, According to your faith. So uh, uh, their faith was mentioned. And under his ministry, these two categories of healing took place. One was the faith of the individual, and the other was the manifestations of the Holy Ghost. See, Jesus never performed a miracle until he received the Holy Ghost. See, never performed a miracle. He was the Son of God, yes. Uh, he had the life of God in him, yes, that's right. He was always God's, never been any doubt to that fact. But he laid all his deity aside and came to the earth as a man only. Then he was anointed by the Holy Ghost. Amen? He was anointed by the Holy Ghost. Therefore, he set an example where men could walk just like he did. Praise God, exactly like him. said how God anointed him. I anointed him with the Holy Ghost and power who went about doing good, healing all world oppressed to the devil for God was with him. Well, if he didn't lay all his deity aside, how come he had to be anointed? You ever thought about that? When he started preaching, the first place he went 
into his hometown there of Nazareth. He, he found a place in Isaiah where it's written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he's anointed me. Now he preached, said, I've been anointed. What was he anointed with? With the supernatural power of the Holy Ghost and the healing anointing, praise God. I'm telling you, folks went around, they wanted to touch him. Those that believe God, when they touched him, something flowed from his person into their person and it affected a healing. See, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Well, in Mark, the eighth chapter, the 22nd verse, is the healing of the blind man at Bethesda. In Jesus' ministry, you know what, what, he, what was more prevalent? Healing was more prevalent? The blinded eyes. Blinded eyes. He healed more blinded people than anything else. Now, I don't, you know, I, I, that's what they recorded. I know maybe might have been something else, but in, the Holy Ghost recorded more blinded eyes. Well, let's look at this testimony of, of this blind man getting healed. So if, you know, if you'll just make up your mind to this one fact, if this worked under Jesus' ministry, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's never changed. So if he's ever performed one miracle, he'll still do it. Amen? Let someone say amen. amen. Hallelujah. The 22nd verse. He said, and, it, and he came to Bethesda, and they bring a blind man unto him, and besought him to touch him. And he took the blind man by the hand and led him out of town. And when he had spit on his eyes and put his hands upon him, he asked him if he saw aught. And he looked up and said, I see men as trees walking. It's kind of blurry. He said, I see men as trees walking and after that he putteth his hands again upon his eyes and made him look up and he was restored and saw every man clearly. And he sent him away to his house saying, Neither go into the town nor tell it to any man in the town. Praise be unto God. Here we have a miraculous miracle here at, the, at Bethesda, here at this pool of Bethesda. There in Jerusalem, this pool of Bethesda, that means the house of mercy. The house of mercy. At this pool of Bethesda, there was a pool there by the sheep's market which the angel of the Lord would come down at certain seasons and trouble the water and the first one to get in received their healing. Now this fellow, I don't know how long he'd been there, but he had been there for a long time, I'd imagine, waiting for the water to be troubled. But Jesus had preached there also before at this same pool in the fifth chapter there of uh, John's Gospel. In the fifth chapter of John's Gospel, there was a, a, a man lame from his mother's womb, and Jesus said, asked him, said, Will thou be made whole? Will thou be made whole? He said, Well, I don't have anybody to... Uh, uh, put me in the water. So Jesus had preached here before. This man had probably heard Jesus preaching there at the pool of, the, of Bethesda. And when he, Jesus came back over this time, what did they do? They bring one to him. They bring this blind man to him. I'm telling you right now, how, you know, I wonder, how come they didn't bring a bunch of them? How come a bunch of them didn't run? 
How come a bunch of them didn't come over there? Look, man, if, if, if Jesus Christ is healing somebody, how come a bunch of them didn't come? You ever thought about that? If he said, and they brought 50 over there, you know how many have been healed? It'd been 50 healed, wasn't it? Amen? Praise the Lord. So they bring, they bring this one to him. Their faith was in action. They said, Jesus, we just want you to touch this blind man. We Just touch him. All we want you to do is put your hand on him. Just touch him. Why? Because someone had seen something happen in Jesus' ministry and heard about touching him or he laying his hands on him and, and receiving healing. They knew that he was anointing and something would flow out of him when he uh, uh, laid hands on people. And something would be transmitted. See, that's a point of contact when a person should release their faith. The minute their, their hands is laid on them, at that very minute, that ought to be the final act in their faith. That ought to be the decision I have received right now when hands were laid on me. I don't need any more prayer. I don't need anything. I shall receive right now. And that's the faith that receives every time. Amen. Every time. Praise the Lord. So they sought Jesus to touch him. He said, they just brought this one blind man. Look there in the 23rd verse. It said, and he took the blind man by the hand. Now, you know, he touched him there, didn't he? He took him by the hand there. Now, listen to me. He took him by the hand, and he's leading him out. Well, when he grabbed him by the hand, how come he didn't heal then? He touched him. Huh? See, if, if, if all it took, if all it took was just touching Jesus, just touching him or him taking you by the hand to get healed, uh, then, then he'd have got healed right then, wouldn't he? Isn't that right? Well, why, why didn't he get healed right then? Because Jesus talked to him after he got him out of town and, set, and laid his hands upon him, and he expected when Jesus laid his hands up on him that something would happen. He expected it when he laid his hands upon his eyes. He wasn't expecting nothing when he said, let's go, let's leave town. So a lot of people think this. Well, if you know, you know, I, a lot of people touch Jesus. You can read it. said they was thronging him. They pressed against him. They was touching him. You know, like the woman with issue of blood, but she was the only one healed because she reached out with a hand of faith and said, blessed be God. When I touch him, I shall be whole. Hallelujah. That's what moves the hand of God. Praise the Lord. So when, when Jesus took him by the hand, there was no faith to activate that healing virtue that was in Jesus. There was no faith to activate it, cause it to flow. See, when, when, when you touch, when anyone touches the Lord or exercises their faith, I mean, it, it, it opens a channel between God and them where they can get, God can just flow right into them. See, but where unbelief and, and, and where people don't believe, it just puts a blockade up in the spirit and, 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 and the healing virtue won't flow through it. You know, as he was there in, in uh, his hometown of Nazareth, he said he could there do no mighty works. Didn't say he wouldn't, said he couldn't. And then he went on to describe that because of their unbelief. Praise the Lord. Well, you ever thought about why did he lead this old boy out of town? How come he led him out of town? Why didn't he just pray for him? Why didn't he just pray for him with all the multitude there 
Everybody there, will this have big revival? Will this get you healed, big boy, right here? And everybody will come and repent and come to Jesus. Huh? How many of you know sometimes it's kind of hard to get some folks healed around the mass unbelief? Just mass unbelief. Huh? I've been in churches. I've preached in churches. Man, I'd just be preaching. It'd be coming back faster than it was going out. You know, I'd be preaching my heart out. It'd be just, you know, they'd sitting up there, you know, just like uh, mummies in, in there. You say, say amen. And you could hear a pin drop. Just how many churches do you know is just about like this? If they said amen in there, they'd everybody turn around and look and see who it was. Huh? What in the world? Well, have we got a riot started in here or something, you know? So Jesus took him by the hand and led him out of town. Look in that 23rd verse. They took him out of town. And when he let when he let him out of when he had spit on his eyes. Now ain't that something? Now, ain't that something? Now, you think about that. Here, Jesus led the old boy out of town. He's blind and he's spitting his eyes. Huh? Amen? Is that right? He led him out of town. There he is. He's blind. Now, he's done spitting his eyes. Well, why did he spit in his eyes? Well, I believe I did. You don't reckon he just said, well, I believe because you're blind, you won't even know who's spitting your eye. I'll just spit in your eye. No. Why did he spit in his eye? Now, see, this is very important. I'm, I'm joking about it, but I want you to get a point. He spit in his eyes for one reason and one only. The Holy Ghost said spit in his eyes. He didn't decide, well, I'll just spit in your eye. My words are anointed and so is my spit. Now you listening to me? The Holy Ghost spoke to him. This is under the manifestation of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost said do that. See, I've been in meetings where folks uh, try to pull someone out of a wheelchair and try to do this and try to get folks to do that. Wiggle your foot. Do something. Man, God ain't told you all that. If God told you that, your foot will wiggle. Are you listening to me? I've seen folks try to, I was in a church one time and this girl said, I ain't leaving here tonight. She wasn't even the preacher. She stood up and the boy was preaching on faith. Man, and she just, you know, she had in her head, well, I can just do anything. Bless God, it didn't just, just let me add them all. I don't matter who it is. I'll just, and she just said, that old boy over in the wheelchair, you ain't leaving here till you come out of that wheelchair. She pulled on him and he pulled back. He was, you couldn't have got to come along and got him out. He wasn't fixing to get out of that wheelchair. He had him, he had him a little suit going and uh, he wanted that finances. Are you listening to me? He wasn't fixing to walk. He thought to himself, I, I'll get my, I know how to get my healing, so I'll get this money, and after I get, get my money, I'll get healed. But you know what? That's been 10 years, and he's still riding that two-wheeler, and his money's gone. See? So just because Jesus spit on somebody, that don't mean that's a doctrine. Well, how do you get blind eyes here? Well, you spit on them. no. 
No, that ain't the way you get them healed. The way you get them healed is you preach the word. And the word will work every time. Now, if God says to do certain things and tells you, you obey the voice of God, now that'll work. But if God didn't tell you to do it, don't go spitting in folks' eyes. Don't be pulling on people's legs and their arms and trying to get things to happen. We have, you know, how many of you know the Spirit and the Word will agree? And God will tell you exactly what to do. And if he don't tell you to do something, you ain't got no business doing it. How many of you know we've seen some widespread uh, idiots in the body of Christ? I mean, wide varieties of idiots. So why did he spit in his eyes? Because the Holy Ghost told him to. The Holy Ghost told him to. Then what did he do? He said he spit in his eyes and then he put his hands on him. Well, why did he put his hands on him? He put his hands on him as a point of contact. When he laid his hands upon him, didn't this no fire go into him? No, when he laid his hands upon him, that was a point of contact, and that man felt that hands laid on him. It's kind of like the prayer of anointing with oil. When a man calls for someone and he's sick and not able to come to church and he's down and he needs help, blessed be God, it's up to that old boy that comes to anoint him with oil for him to pray the prayer of faith and anoint him with oil. He feels an oil upon on his head. He hears the sound of the elder's voice. He feels him lay his hands on him. He hears his prayers going up, blessed be God, and he hooks on to him right there, see, and hooks on to God. When he laid hands on him, he hooked on to God right there. He lay, see, it already said, come touch him. We want you to touch him and he'll be healed. But when he touched him, man, his faith was high. And the tangible, flowing, healing virtue of God flowed into him as a point of contact, praise God, to transmit the life and nature of God. Jesus asked him, said, uh, what do you see? You know, ain't that a question to ask blind folks? What do you see? What do you see? Why did he ask him that? Because he wanted him to start trying to do something. Start trying to do something. Uh, I knew of a minister that was ministering one time and, and the, the evangelist was preaching. He's preaching along the lines of healing and the pastor's wife was blind. She had had some kind of uh, high fever and she'd been blind for about seven years. And so he, he called her you know, he taught along the lines of healing, releasing your faith and everything, and he called her up front and laid hands on her, and he said, turn around and read that, read that sign on the wall. And she just turned and wheeled and read the sign on the wall immediately. She began to try to do something just like she could see. Are you listening to me? See, a lot of times that sudden impulse, that flash of faith that strikes a man's heart, that's what heals him right then. That flash of lightning that goes through his heart. Praise God. So Jesus asked him, what do you see? And he began to try to see. He said, I see some men over there, knew his men, but said they look like trees. In other words, they're fuzzy. I could see them. You know, some of them must have had an Afro hairdo on or something. You know, they look like trees. 
Amen? Praise the Lord. So he began to try to see. 24th verse said he looked up and said, I see men as trees walking. 25th verse said, after that he put his hands again upon his eyes. Someone said, well, now if you pray for a fellow three, four, five times, then you ain't praying in faith. Jesus never prayed. He wasn't praying here. You can lay hands on people as many times as you want to if you know what you're doing. But if you don't know what you're doing, you ain't just, you do, all you're doing is laying hands on someone praying. If you do not understand the law of contact and transmission and that from a, a, an anointed one that the healing virtue will be transmitted and you just go and get prayed for over and over, you ain't doing nothing but unbelief. That's unbelief. But this isn't what this is. If you know that when hands are laid on you, that it is transmitting the life, the nature of Almighty God, and you just want that transfer of anointing, blessed be God, that's a different thing. But if you go praying for the same thing, if I, you know, if I, uh, you come down here, uh, Brother Son, when you pray for me that the Lord will uh, send me $50, yeah, I'll pray with you about that. Well, next service, come down and say, Brother Son, you pray with me, the Lord will send that $50, and I pray for you again. You know, you ain't believing nothing. If you'd have believed you got it, back yonder you'd have had it. He that believeth hath. Amen. Amen. He knows when, whatsoever a man desires when he prays, he believes he receives, and then he'll have. See, you don't keep praying for some things over and over, but he didn't pray over and over. He laid his hands back on it. I was in a meeting here in El Dorado at, at a senior citizen's. And I preached down there. If you, you'd have to preach down there at one of them to understand what I mean. It's kind of like I wanted to lead some of them out of town too. Anyway, lady on the front row was deaf. You know, she couldn't hear. Hadn't heard in 25 years, she said. And I, for sure she couldn't, and she could, she could make sounds, oh, pretty good. And uh, anyway, I preached, I preached to them folks, and I told them, I said, now listen. I don't care what's wrong with you, God will heal you. It don't make any difference. And so, so this lady on the front row, I said, just stand up here and God will open your ears up. And the lady sitting next to her brought her up front and I put my fingers in her ears and prayed for her. Blessed be God in Jesus' name. And I turned her around and I said, now what do you hear? And she never made a sound. And I thought, what you gonna do now? Just like you would have. What you gonna do now? You done made that big talk? What all the Lord will do now? What you gonna do? And I said, can you hear anything? You know, and I got a little closer with her. Can you hear anything? You know, I thought maybe the vibrations or so, you know, something will make her move, you know. She wasn't gonna, she couldn't hear nothing. What you gonna do now? Look, it ain't me healing nobody. I can't heal a gnat. But I know one that wrote this Bible and he said lay hands on the sick and they shall recover and his word's out on it and he's got to honor his word. Can you shout amen somebody? Amen. Blessed be God. I turned her around and I laid hands on her again and I cursed that deaf spirit and her ears popped open right before all of them. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. She said the next time I saw her, I said, you know, I hadn't been able to see, it was in the summertime, I said, I hadn't been able to sleep at night. 
So what's wrong? I said, the air conditioner keeps me awake all night. I said, she'd never had heard of air conditioner before. Praise the Lord. Praise God. But I, if I'd have just laid hands on her one time and said, well, I... Well, I don't know how come God didn't heal her. No, let me tell you something. A lot of times, folks, give up too quick. If God said it, he'll bring it to pass. And if he spoke it, he'll bring it into existence. Praise the Lord. If you understand, now let me say this again because I want you to get a hold to it. If you understand the transfer of anointing, that that's what's happening. When hands are laid on you, you can have hands laid on you a bunch of times. But if you're praying for your healing and you just keep praying for your healing over and over, you ain't doing nothing but praying in doubt and unbelief. Do you understand the difference? If, you don't, if anybody here don't understand the difference, raise your hand, I'll go back over it. Don't be ashamed to raise your hand now. <laughs> Praise God. I don't know many people know the difference. If you understand the law of contract, contact and transmission, when Jesus laid hands on them, something transmitted from him. See, they said, come lay your hands on him. Well, why didn't you, why didn't you, say, why didn't you just say, uh, uh, pray for him? No, because they knew something was transmitted when hands were laid on him, something came out of him into this blind man. See? But now if they had come over there, said, pray for him, and he didn't get an immediate healing. And they'd have followed him down the road a little further and said, now pray for him again. Pray for him again. That's unbelief. See, when you pray one time, as far as prayer, as far as prayer, if you pray for one, you find out what the Word of God says before you pray. Find out what it says. And then you pray according to the Word of God. Then you stand on the Word of God. It's got to come to pass. That does. And if you keep praying for it over and over, you don't believe you got your prayer answered or you wouldn't have to keep praying it over and over. Do you understand that? See, if I, get, if I say, now church, agree with me tonight that God's going to send us $10,000 you know, by the first of the month. Well, come Sunday morning, I said, now agree with us. Agree with us again. We're going to agree again. Well, I don't believe that first agreement worked, do I? Huh? We're going to have to write another contract up because I didn't believe that first one. And then Sunday night, I said, now agree with us. 10,000 first of the month. Well, I ain't believing nothing. All I'm doing is a hoping. I ain't believing nothing. See, I, see, I'm, I'm saying this, my first prayer didn't work, my second prayer didn't work, now let's try it a third time. And if I come in, run into you again, get someone else. See, a lot of times people do this. They'll get someone to pray and they'll call this prayer group and they'll call this group and they'll call the fire tire and the prayer tire and the watch tire and every tire they can find, they only come, you know, anywhere in the world. You know, all that is is mass unbelief. Look, if you know who you are as a righteous man, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man is dynamic and it's working. Hallelujah, it works. Your prayer is good as old Roberts. Amen. Amen. Now that's prayer. But if you understand the anointing of God, now like, take Evora. Now, I called you down in. I laid hands on you how many times? Three, four, five times, didn't I? 
But she understood what I was doing. I never prayed for her. I wasn't praying. We prayed one time. We believe in God. But every time I get around her, I want to transfer some anointing, praise God. Transfer the anointing. That's a different thing. Do you understand the difference now? Praise God. Praise God. Well, come up here. I'm going to lay hands on you. I'm going to show you. Praise God. I'm not praying for your eye. I'm going to lay hands on you. Blessed be God. And the anointing, healing power of God, lift your hands quickly. In Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now, that's the anointing of God. That's transmittable. See, it's transmittable. It went into her. She got some more anointing. How many of you know you can't get too much of this stuff? See, you can't get so much of You know, it got so much in Jesus. It got out in his laundry out here. Folks come along. It got in Peter's shadow. He's laying them down in the streets. In the shadow out there, they was healing folks. Amen? Now, that's the difference that we're talking about here. Praise the Lord. Well, he said, 26 verse there, he said, and he sent him away to his own house. He said, don't go back in that town no more. Now, you stay out of town. Nor tell it to any in that town. How many of you know you can lose your healing by going telling some of these heathens some of that stuff? They'll talk you out of it. Why, you don't believe that, do you? Why, what do you mean? Why, man, what are you talking about? What happened to you? said, oh, this fellow led me out of town and spit in my eye. Oh, man, I don't believe that. Get that. I don't believe that. Why, you are some kind of nut? Why, what'd you do when he spit in your eye? said, I, uh, uh, I started seeing. Oh, man, said, that's some kind of hysteria or something. What's wrong with you? See? He said, don't even go back to town with them folks. See, if they'd have been believing anything over at the pool of Bethesda, they wouldn't have been ganged up over at the healing pool to start with. See? You understand that? All right, praise the Lord. This was a religious town. He was there in Jerusalem. It's a religious town, full of unbelief. It was full of religious doctrine. How many of you know religious doctrine will get you killed? Religion says God can do it, but Jesus says I will do it. Amen. Amen. That's the difference. See, praise God. Turn with me now to the book of Big John, ninth chapter. Big John, the ninth chapter. Praise the Lord. Do you see aught? Do you see aught? Put your hand over that right out. Look over in the corner. Who's sitting over there? All right. That's far enough to see it one time. <laughs> you, li you liable to get to looking at too many men, so just look at the young boys for right now. Praise the Lord. Ninth chapter. Ninth chapter of Big John. Big good John. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. First verse. All right, we're talking about another blind man. You know, we've been on them blind folks for about two weeks now. Last week we covered two or three of them. Man, Jesus was healing them blind folks. I'm telling you right now, I'm telling you right now, our God wants you to see. You can't read his word without seeing. You can't read his word with stigmatisms and have to do this and your arm too short, you know, you, you know and all that doing. 
Big John, 9-1. Hallelujah. It said in Jesus, now listen to me, that chapter starts off with an and. You know what an and is? How many of you ever seen them little cartoons? I used to watch them with my kids, and they'd have cartoons that had railroad tracks come down. Uh, uh, conjunction, junction. How many of you know what conjunction, junction is? That's when they run two trains together, and in the middle is an and. See, I didn't just learn that on cartoons. You, 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 some, of you might, some of you might think I'm just an old redneck preacher up here, see? But son, I know some things about grammar and English literature. <laughs> All right, let's read this. All right, he said, and... When he said and, he's talking about something happened up there too, right up above that. See, what happened up above that, he told them, them religious folks, the, the, the church folks up there, he told them, said, now look here, you of your father the devil. Man, I'm telling you, they swole on him. And they picked up rocks, going to stone him. And they said, we ain't never had no father but Abraham. He said, before Abraham was, I am, praise God. In other words, the King James, that's the way it reads, but that's not, that's not correct. That's not correct. He told them, said, you Jews are looking at your great God, I am. That's what he told him in the, in the literal Greek. He said, you're looking at your great God, I am. Woo, that did make them hot. They, they reached for the rocks. See, they went to the rock pile right then, see. <laughs> they pulled a rock on him right, right then, see. All right, he said, they pulled these rocks and we're going to stone him, see. 59th, and they took up stones to cast at him. But in, in the ninth, ninth chapter, there, the first verse, and as Jesus passed by, he just says he passed by as he left over there talking to them as he passed by. See, he wasn't worried about them rocks. Well, how come? Them rocks don't... No, if he walked in the love of Almighty God, which he did, when you walk in the love of God, ain't nothing going to harm you. Ain't nothing going to harm you. He said, and as Jesus passed by, he saw a, a man which was blind from his birth. And his disciples asked him, saying, Master, who did sin, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, neither hath this man sinned nor his parents, but that the works of God should be made manifest in him. I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. The night cometh when no man can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. When he has thus spoken, he sped on the ground. You know, if a lot of folks read that, they're going to make doctrine. Well, you either spit on the ground or you spit in the eye. Now, one of the two. Now, which one will that work on you? See? And when he had spoken, he spit on the ground, made clay of the spittle, and he anointed the eyes of the blind man with the clay and said unto him, Go, wash in the pool of Siloam, which is by interpretation, sent, and he went his way therefore and washed and came seeing. Praise be unto God. So we have another case of a blind man. Now here a question has been brought up by the disciples. Who has sinned? We know that some sins will cause someone to be born blind. But Jesus said neither. 
sin didn't have nothing to do with this fellow being born blind. So if your children born some kind of way, got a birthmark, got something on, just ain't just everything just right, that don't mean it's a sin that caused it. Amen? But it is certain things that will, you know, cause, you know, children to be born, you know, with deformities. So he says here, his disciples asked him, said, Master, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Now, see, that's an ignorant question, folks. That's dumb as you, you can't get any more ignorant than that. How could this man sin that he was born? Where was he sinning at? In the womb. Was he in the womb in there sinning? How, was it, how, did, he get, how did he get born that way? Did he sin? No, he couldn't have sinned. So we know it wasn't him. Said, did his parents sin? No. I was in a Sunday school class as a kid and this fella had a, a foot about five or six inches shorter than the other one. This boy asked the Sunday school teacher, said, well, said, I want to know something. Said, how come I was born uh, with a short foot like this and the rest of these kids got, got good foots? <laughs> Feets. More of that good grammar. <laughs> anyway, he said, said, how come they got good feet and here I am, I'm, you know, here I am like that. And that Sunday school teacher told him, said, the reason you, you like that, your parents sinned. And he never darkened the door of a church again. Now let me tell you something. You mean to tell me something my parents done or something like that, it's going to affect me the rest of my life? Like that, some kind of deformity, that wouldn't be fair, would it? Huh? As far as I know, that boy died a few months back. He died a few months back. In the last few years of his life, he never took a sober breath. And I believe he plunged off into eternity, into hell, because someone told him a lie on our God. God's not punishing any children. God's not in the punishing business. Praise God. I wouldn't just wouldn't hardly have no use for a God like that. Can you say amen? amen. Praise God. Well, I said, who sinned, him or his parents? Jesus told them neither one of them had sinned. Well, a lot of theologians say this. Well, the, Jesus said the reason that he's, that he's sick and, and, and blind it's where God could heal him. God made him blind where Jesus could heal him. Now I've heard that. That couldn't be so. How many of you know Jesus said a, 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 a house divided against itself cannot stand? If God's making them blind and Jesus healing them, that'd be divided, wouldn't it? Huh? That don't make sense, does it? Now look, look in the third verse. He said, Neither has this man sinned nor his parents, but that the works of God should be made manifest in him. Right there, they've got a period. In the original Greek, there was no periods, there was no commas, there was no punctuation marks of any kind, there were no capital letters, there were just one letter. And at the, uh, the uh, transgression of, of the interpreters, they put the commas and periods wherever they wanted them. Now, where, where they put a period right there, I put a comma. It said, but that the works of God should be made manifest in him, I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. 
He didn't say nothing about he would, you know, God put it on there and I'm going to have to work and manifest something in him uh, for the glory of God. I've heard this taught, is the glory of God, uh, uh, that he was made sick for the glory of God where Jesus could heal him. That's not so. That couldn't be so. He said, I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. The night cometh when no man can work. And said, as long as I'm in the world, I'm the light of the world. Praise God. Praise God. Sixth verse. said, when he had thus spoken, he spit on the ground, made clay of the spittle. And he goes on to say, told him to go wash, and he came again seeing. Praise be unto God. The fifth verse there, he said, as long as I am the, in the world, I'm the light of the world. How many of you know who's the light now? His body. His body. The body of Christ is the light. You are the light. Praise God. All right, sixth verse there, he said, when he had spoken, he spit on the ground, made clay of the spittle. Now, how come he spit on the ground? How come he spit on the ground, made clay of the spittle? How come he done that? Well, you know, well, I tried that over at one boy. I carried him out of town, spit on him. Now, I believe I was, no, the Holy Ghost told him to do that. He didn't just say, well, I lived, it worked pretty good spitting one time. I may spit twice or three times. He didn't say that. I'm not going to spit in the mud this time. Try that. No, the Holy Ghost said. So you have to be careful about this thing. You can't make doctrine and say, well, Jesus spit on him, I will too. He obeyed the voice of God. He said, I don't do anything that I don't see my father do. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Monday night in Bible school. Monday night in Bible school. A uh, 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 young boy from Magnolia. He's been on crutches for a long time. Long time on crutches. He's been on crutches since 6th of September. And Thomas Swark came by the Bible school. He didn't know we was having Bible school. He come by to tell me something. We was having a break. And he said, I got something from God. I got something from God. God spoke to me. Man, he was all excited. So I said, wait a minute. Just let me hook you up on this, on, on this microphone and you just tell the Bible class. And so as he began to preach and, and everything and he was telling about that, he turned and he told James to stand up. He stood up on him crutches and he walked over there and took the crutches and threw them down and said, walk. Now, wait a minute. He can't walk. He walks since last September. His feet are bowed. They say he can't walk on crutches. Said he ain't supposed to be on crutches. He ain't even supposed to be able to hold himself on that. But he walked all over this thing, all up and down the aisles. He walked because God spoke to him and said, take them crutches. He spoke to him. God spoke to him and said, take them crutches. He took them crutches and threw them up here. And the boy walked all over this thing. Now how come of that? Now, if he'd have went over there and just took the crutches and throwed them down, that won't do anything. Kind of like an old boy told me one time, said, I'm just going to take my glasses and throw them down and stomp them. I said, how come you're going to do that? He said, well, I'm just going to believe God for my eyes. I said, ain't got nothing to do with your eyes. You know, if your glasses get too strong for you, go get them changed. If it gets too strong on you, you... you you don't need them, put them down. How many of you know them glasses ain't going to heal you where you wear them, don't wear them, or, or put them in your pocket or stomp them, whatever you do? Huh? Kind of like 
Fellas told me about his insulin. I'm going to quit taking my insulin. How come you going to quit taking insulin? Well, I'm just going to quit taking my insulin because I'm going to believe for my healing. Why don't you just let God heal you and he gets so strong you have to cut it out? See, what's the difference, see? People talk like that don't understand healing to start with. See, you understand what I'm saying? But let me tell you something. If Thomas Walker had walked over there, told that boy to stand up there and said, well, I'll just step out in faith and I'll just take your crutches away from you and you'll walk. That boy would have fell over in them chairs over there and hurt himself. Are you listening to me? But Almighty God spoke to him. He said, the Lord said, take his, take his crutches and throw them down and tell him to walk. He took and threw them down. Man, he went up there all down this aisle, all around here walking. Ain't no way. His legs all bent back there, and he was walking in the name. Praise God. He was walking. He was walking. How come? Because God said to do that. They've been spitting in the pool and everything. Yeah, I don't want none of that in Washington. I'm not going to do that. See, he's still been blind. But Jesus told him go, and he obeyed. Amen. Are you seeing the point I'm making about these things? See, a lot of times people get something in their head and think Jesus done a certain way, but that's the way he done it right there in the Word. Amen. Praise the Lord. All right, he told him to go and he acted upon that. You know, if he'd run into most preachers I know, there he was, that spit in his eye and mud running down and all that. Him can't see, here he is. Now he's blind. He's blind as a bat, can't see nothing. Pools down yonder way. Here he is, doesn't run into this and running into that. And he run into a preacher. Where you going? Him, sit down here, brother, and let us help you. Yeah, we got something for you. Here, take this nice tin cup and rattle it. We'll do something nice for you. Are you listening to me? See, pity. Pity don't ever help. Compassion will get something done and heal. Praise God. Pity don't do anything. Nobody don't need no pity. If he'd run into most preachers I know, say, where are you going, fella? What are you staggering? What's that all in your eye? So I fell up there, spit in my eye, and put mud in my eye, and said, said, go down there and wash it off. Why, they'd have had a fit. What do you mean? They'd have laughed in his face. Why, who's told you that? Oh, it was Jesus of Nazareth. Oh, man, you better, it ain't never been anything good come out of Nazareth. Huh? But thank God he didn't run into them unbelieving preachers. Thank God he got onto the pool and washed it off. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise be unto God. Praise God. Well, he came again seeing. You need to read this whole chapter and see exactly what happened. Look in the uh, 12th verse there. He said, Then said they unto him, Well, anyway, they carried him to the... Uh, Pharisees said then they said unto him where is he he said where is he that healed you he said I know not 13th verse said they brought to the Pharisees him that a fool was blind see they brought to the Pharisees cotton patch translation said uh, 
they brought them to the good church folk. They brought them off to good church folk. See, they's the leading church folks of the day. I mean, they's the leading church folk. Look there in the 19th verse now. See? And they asked him, saying, is, they went to his parents and, and got his parents after they talked to him and said, now listen. Said, we know uh, uh, they saying this is your son. And he said, this fellow Jesus healed him. Said, but now what do y'all say? Got his parents involved in this deal. And they, and they asked him, saying, is this your son whom you say was born blind? How then doth he now see? Now listen to his parents. See, if you think it was easy to get healed back then, any easier than it is now, his parents answered them and said, we know that this is our son and that he was born blind, but by what means he now seeth, we know not. Now done got his parents to lie. Why, man, when you got healed the first place he went was home told his folks, Jesus of Nazareth, we don't know nothing about it. Well, he's our son, but, you know, go ask him. We don't know anything about it. Now listen to him why they told that lie. 21st verse. said, but, but by what means he now saith we know not, or who hath opened his eyes? We don't know that either. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. The first thing he told them was Jesus of Nazareth. said, we know not. He's of age. Ask him. He shall speak for himself. The parents, rather, rather the Pharisees, get on the blind boy than they had get on them. Now listen to him. 22nd verse said, These words spake his parents because they feared the Jews, for the Jews had agreed already that if any, did, any man did confess that he was Christ, he should be put out of the synagogue. They're afraid he's going to get thrown out of church. They're afraid he's going to get thrown out of church. They didn't know that has been the blessed place for them. You thought out of them unbelieving things. Amen. That'd have been the best thing happened. Done got the parents to lying about the deal now. Look in the 24th verse. He said, Then again call they the man that was blind. They wasn't through with him. Well, they put him through. Every kind of interrogation they could. Said, then called they the man that was blind and said unto him, Give God the praise. We know that this man is a sinner. We know this Jesus is a sinner. He answered and said, Whether he be a sinner or no, I know not. But one thing I know, that whereas I was blind, now I see. Praise God. Now let's see you do something about that, big boy. Religion, let's see something. Let's see you do something about a miracle of God. When God performs a miracle, all you can do is gripe. You can't gainsay a miracle. No man can, can do anything but say, yes, it is a miracle, praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah, hallelujah. <laughs> that miracle made them religious folks mad. Well, reckon what they done to the boy got blind. Now, here's the boy been blind. Man, they ought to have been jumping up and down, shouting, praise God, hallelujah, but they're mad now. Look in the 34th verse. They answered and said unto him, Thou was also born in sin, and dost thou teach us? You gonna tell us something? We can't teach us nothing. And they cast him out. They throwed him out of church too. They got him and his parents and all, throwed him out of church because he got, got healed. Praise God. Well, I'd rather see outside the church and be blind inside the blind leading the blind. Amen? 
Hallelujah. Praise be unto God. So we see in those cases of, of, of those blind people, Blessed be God, our God is a miraculous God with a compassion of God that he wants them healed, that God will supernaturally intervene and show himself alive and that he's still in the healing business. And I'm telling you right now, no matter what you need from God, if you'll stretch out and touch the hem of his garment, blessed be God, our God will set you free. Praise God. There's never been a case where any man ever came to Jesus and he wasn't healed. Never been a case where he turned one person down. Now he might demonstrate with them and make them start speaking in faith and make them say what, what he wanted them to say. But blessed be God when they came to him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. How's your eyes, Sister Tommy? Praise God. Can you read without your glasses? Let's see you. Stand up and read. Stand up and read. Very, very, I say unto you, he that entereth in not the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. But he that. That's in the 10th chapter of John. All right, that's good enough. That's enough. How many of you, how many of you believe? How many of you believe she got a touch from Almighty God? She got a set of, set of peepers right there. <laughs> huh? How many of you believe she got a touch from God, folks? Now, I'm telling you right now, our God's in the miracle business. I'm telling you this day when I drove up here, when I seen that, that smoke, I was shouting all the way up here. You know, it has scared most preachers. Suddenly, my church is on fire. I'm telling you right now, I want the fire on this thing. Hallelujah. I'm expecting the supernatural cloud of God and the fire of God and the tongues of fire to spread on everybody. Praise God. Hallelujah. I'm expecting our God to move every time we come. Is anybody here want prayer for we go? Blessed be God. Hallelujah. Don't walk, run. Praise God. We got something from Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 My eyes, Oh, hallelujah. Lift your hands. You just seen where Jesus, he'd spit on them. In Jesus' name, be healed right now. Be healed. Hallelujah. Be healed right now in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Praise God in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. 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 Praise the name of the Lord. Be healed right now. Praise God. What do you want from God? Oh, hallelujah. I won't even touch you. Now, in Jesus' name, every wit hole, I command everything to function normally from the top of her head to the sole of her feet right now. In Jesus' mighty name. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. 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 Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the Lord. You, that, you that's believing for your eyes, get up and looking. Get up and looking at something. I got a car coming on my leg. It's in there. Two and a half months, and it's either surgery or it's a, God. Oh, well, we ain't going to make but one choice. Well, that's all. We won't even make but one choice. Where's it at? All right, lay your hand on that. All right, now let me tell you something. I know for without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah, but I'm going to pray for it. And let me tell you what. Let me tell you something. I've been anointed to pray for knots. I know that. I can pray for knots. I don't know why. I'm a knot man. <laughs> I guess maybe I've been a knot head or something, but I know, I know that I know I've seen many knots leave. Now lift your hands, 
In Jesus' mighty name, from the top of her head, we curse that and we command that blood in Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise. Are you seeing better? Yeah. And um, but lots of times I just go down the street driving, you know. And I'm just all right. Are you seeing better out of it right now? Now, if you not say so, and if you it's all right, get over here. Let's lay hands on. Let's don't have that. I, you know what? You know what our God will do. Hallelujah. We don't have to lie for our God, do we? we? don't have to blow him up and make out like, well, we in faith. I'm going to confess it a hundred years. No, I'm not going to do that. He never told one person to leave here confessing nothing. He, lay, he laid hands on them as healed. Or they, they was either instantly healed or began to amend right then. Hallelujah. Lift your hands. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, as I lay hands on her, I'm thanking you right now for that anointing going into her right now. Praise God, we'll not have. We command, oh, for that eye to be clear in Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Praise God. Now turn and be looking. Turn and be looking. Turn and be looking. Look at all them folks. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Well, it's all for you. Hallelujah. Lift your hands. Father, in Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Let the anointing come up on her right now. In Jesus' name. Praise God. There it is, Tammy. Just receive. In Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. <laughs> well, what do you see? You can see clearer. It is sharper. Praise God. Praise God. Let's praise God, folks. Let's praise our God. His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord.